Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. Welcome back to Beyond the Field. My name is Goran Lonka, financial advisor. We've got Isa Nasiwa in the building and the lovely Hamish Patterson. How are you, mate? I'm oh, great. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. So, you're Topic doing... of the day today on BTF Record. So, will um, is investment Airbnb versus investment rentals? I have friends who've got Airbnb um, properties, and I've got friends who have rentals. I have the same friend who has both. Have you been in Airbnb in the last year? Yes, I have, uh, and I've got a tragic story to tell you that <laughs> was annoying straight off the bat. Coolest place. I'm not going to say where, but. The bloody thing after the first night had bed bugs, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh like we were legit, there like for legit four bed bugs. Four nights, bed bugs, mate. Couldn't get rid of them. My son and I left, and we were covered in bites. I know where. You know where. And just if that person is listening out there who owns that Airbnb, I did leave them a great review. I didn't, because he was the man. He told us exactly where to go. It was hard to find. And he was just a really good host. It was just one of those unfortunate things that I think um, the previous people who were there um, had a dog. I think I had a dog or or something, and they just left it in the bed. So, again, um, not a very nice thing in an Airbnb, but... It does happen, right? Maybe. <laughs> so that's just one of those things. Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe no, like a con. So let's just discuss a little bit about um, long-term rentals versus short-term rentals like Airbnb, what the pros and the cons are. Obviously, in that scenario there with the um, old bed mites or the bed bugs, that's just one of those things that happen because the, the, the people who actually rent it out from you come and go quite quickly. It's not the same person in an Airbnb. What would be some of the other... Um, cons of an Airbnb. Pato, what do you reckon? Um, location mm. can be a bit of an issue. So yeah. the seasonality of Airbnbs. Um, so often people are trying to get a higher rental return per night. And um, yeah, so if if it's the wrong season or it's winter, some of these times, yeah. sometimes it... Very seasonal, yeah, exactly. And, which means vacancies, right? Yep, vacancy, and or you get COVID nineteen, and yeah. you get no one for t- <laughs> two years. So I reckon, like from from my point of view, obviously just doing a lot of helping people with lending and stuff. Um, one of the biggest cons for me would be like a, a lot of the banks out there and lenders don't actually use Airbnb income for servicing. Well, it's couple, so a couple do. Yeah, a couple do, but it's so. Um, it, it's not consistent. If you look at it for face value for what it is, it might not be consistent because I think, as Pato's alluded to, you know, they hike the prices in silly season around summertime, yeah. especially beach properties. Is that where, fair? Why do they do that? Like, uh, is that just like... Supply and demand. Yeah. Supply and demand. Why would you not? Yeah. If you did own one in a great location, you could um, get, you know, six months worth of rent or short-term rent in the space of... 10 or 20 mm-hmm. days it's a pretty good business model mm-hmm. when you think of it but um, you know there's a lot of those properties might sit vacant for large chunks of the year through the yeah. lights of winter yeah yeah well that's right and that's of it. that can sometimes be one of the big pros as to why people would go towards an Airbnb situation rather than a long term rental mm-hmm. um, 
that's because it might be a batch type scenario, a second home where they want to have the flexibility to be able to block out weekends, take their family while still benefiting from the ability to rent it out during the times that they're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, another another con as I think about it is um, the setup costs of Airbnb. So mm. you're required to yeah. have a full house with you know TV, Wi-Fi, uh, the works, furnishings, furnished. everything. It's got to be ready there. Cutlery, Cutlery. down to Cutlery. the, the last cent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And with that also is the the cleaning, the extra admin that comes with uh, tenants coming and going the whole time. So you need to have a pretty well oiled machine someone that can do the sheets and yep. get in there and clean so yep. there is a lot of uh, setup costs that you don't really necessarily think about and in some of the isolated areas um, it certainly can be quite difficult higher earnings for Airbnb on an average higher earnings yeah definitely yeah, yeah. so um, well per night uh, they definitely get more yeah um, mm. you know you take somewhere like in the Coromandel and you mm. you have a house on a per per week compared mm-hmm. to even just having uh, the new year period rented out on yeah. a per night basis. People do benefit from the higher, yeah. higher returns. They also charge quite high management fees in order to be on those sites. So it's upwards of 20%, which- No shit, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so there, there are some costs there. And then you, the other thing you don't think about is GST. So you've got to, you know, assuming that you're putting it through uh, the books, yeah. um, you got to take fifteen percent off, which um, you know, yeah, that, that affects the the rate. Mm-hmm. But also, you risk with the ownership of the property that there could be tax implications yeah. there from claiming GST. Yeah. So you got to be careful with something that you definitely want to talk to your accountant about yeah. before. Hundred um, percent. Totally. When we when we flip it around in terms of the long term renting, like your normal rentals. Um, what are the pros there? Obviously, the number one thing would be stable income, right? Mm-hmm. So tenancy is fixed for a year. You know exactly who's going to be there, what rent they're going to pay, um, and also lower running costs, I'm guessing, of the rental yeah. as opposed to Airbnb. Yeah. yeah? Um, but in, in that case, maybe a lower return. So um, what about the admin side of things on, on you know keep, keeping a rental? How, how does that work? Well, a lot of people like to have... Um, you know, a long-term rental because it gives you the um, ability to look, at, you know, lock in a tenant for a full year um, or longer potentially, and you know that your money's coming in as the lights of interest rates get higher, and and people require yep. to know um, exactly what their out, outgoings are, and to be able to get the income, then they want the consistency of that. Yeah. Um, you've also got a tenancy, you know, the um, tenancy agreement, which um, the Residential Tenancy Act, which you can um, use for short-term, uh, for long-term rentals. Yeah. Um, that's not available with short-term rentals, so mm-hmm. uh, you're covered by you know the the standard uh, residential tenancy agreements. And obviously, with rules constantly changing, favouring the tenants, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing if, if you're a tenant, but a bad thing if you're a landlord, which is a fucking just, excuse my French, a nightmare for, for the landlord and for the tenant. Anyway, it swings both ways. But loss of flexibility, right? So once you get someone in, you can't just change your mind or, or kick them out for no reason, which would be one of the downfalls, right? And the constant yeah. regulations that are changing. Yeah, well, that's right. You've got the healthy homes now. So um, 
if you've got a short-term rental, you might not necessarily need the um, vented bathroom um, or the kitchen ducted outside. So those that can be quite expensive, and if it's not a long-term investment, it's it's a bit easier to be able to do it that way. Yeah. I like the fact that if you own an Airbnb, obviously you're the owner, you can just piss off out of Auckland anytime you want, which yeah. is something you would do every bloody weekend. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, good, good examples of a long-term rental and versus short-term rental. We've just we've just talked about that. Um, it all, it's very seasonal, and everyone, each in different scenario, has their own pros and cons. One, one quick one. Yes. I've, I've stayed at a place in Fongamata quite often. Yes. Uh, great little uh, Airbnb. Um, no not, bed mites, mate. No bed mites. No <laughs> bed mites. Did not walk away with any bed mites. But the equivalent of that, even out of peak season uh, I've got a family of obviously there's six of us um, Mm -hmm. great little home close to the beach it was $170 a night which Mm -hmm. is off peak reasonable throughout the year that's $1,190 per week at the end of the day if that was a long-term rental you're probably looking about 600 per week yeah um but then i keep an eye constant eye throughout the winter months of that place and it's pretty free yeah through july august september all the way up to october it's pretty easy to book that place and there's that's where you don't have the um comforts of a long-term rental getting regular income um again pros and cons to both sides but um it's sort of got to suit each individual yeah situation really yeah the wear and tear side of it could be a benefit from the the short term because often when people are going into these locations they're out and about um and yeah as you say the vacancy the regular cleaning Mm. the ability to get on top of maintenance um as soon as it happens because you're in and out of there every three or four days um can be a benefit to um you know the bottom drawer long term rental that you may only get your property manager to inspect quarterly and mm. you don't actually really know what's going on with it yeah i think from from an ownership point of view and you 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 jump in pato is um being a property manager and an astute property manager that you mm. are um do they work the same with airbnb like in terms of like sorry book about your airbnb whatever mm. would they have one set person or will the website or that company just control that that property that's obviously for rent Same sort of way I think property can, they can have it over different platforms yep. but um, yeah so we don't do short term rentals we, mm-hmm. we do the long term rentals and um, so we just we know about it I know yep. about as much as you yep. about okay. that yeah. good um, just moving on real quick let's quickly talk about travel it's opening up and what this means for the rental market obviously people are going to is this a different podcast or are we on the same podcast we're on the same oh, podcast same podcast fantastic <laughs> excellent we're all on the same all on the same page um, travel is opening back up what does this mean for well let's just talk about the rental market obviously people are going to be coming to New Zealand but there's going to be a lot of people leaving um, any thoughts on the rental market and what it's going to do in terms of the travel? Yeah, well, I'm definitely seeing that there's been a lot of movement in the mm-hmm. rental market. So mm-hmm. it, whether it be people moving overseas um, and that's creating a bit more more vacancy. But mm-hmm. interestingly enough, over the last couple of weeks, I've had multiple um, FaceTime viewings mm. uh, from people that are moving over to New Zealand um, in various different types of jobs. Oh, cool. So, so hang on, just just before you continue, tell mm. me more about that. You're actually doing appointments with clients inside the house on a video call. Yeah, correct. So Sweet. We've had, I've had two two South Africans and, and, a, and an Aussie, so all planned to move over, have jobs locked in, so that 
we're starting to see the borders open up so it'll go both ways um, but to, to date there has been quite a lot of movement over overseas whether yep. it be flat sort of situations where one of them's move, moving back up to London or mm-hmm. um, and separating up which is creating um, you know, movement in the rental market. Yeah, it's a bit more competitive. Yeah, I mean, even with the COVID dying down, and obviously not dying down, but it's rife. I'm saying when I say dying down, I mean the rules in terms of where we can go. That obviously opens up borders for people not to sort of go into the big cities. I'm mm. um, maybe more so rental or short-term rental, and going into little populations, which is which is quite cool, I think. Mm. Um, in terms of travel, um, Nasiwa, have you had any feedback or have you seen anything in the market around? Um, your clients yeah there's you know if you I've had a lot of clients come back from Europe recently and COVID doesn't really exist over there Um, in Spain you can go to work with COVID you just have to wear a face mask Um, but a lot of them are coming back here and sort of seeing I guess how far behind the rest of the world we are from a COVID point of view and they're starting to think about that Mm -hmm. from property point of view Um, majority of people still want to make moves and do things they do a lot more people are really getting in touch with like good property managers mm-hmm. um, because they've looked back over the last two years and sort of scratched their head of well, what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of inquiries around that too. But yeah, there's definite change. You know, you hear doom and gloom in the market, but yep. for people that are sort of invested in the property side of things, yep. um, people are still making moves. Hey, just quickly, if you ever to go back to Ireland you know, for a trip with family with the girls, would you rent Airbnb or would you stay with someone that's... Uh, go on. Stay in a hotel. (laughs) Stop it. No. um, Oh, look, I'm a big fan of Airbnbs in uh, New Zealand for the right time, around seasonal times. Um, I would love a batch. Um, Maybe something that's on the wish list for the future um, but I think Airbnb is great for what it is but I think it just comes down to personal situation around um, holidaying um, yep. and if you're the landlord um, all these differences yep. um, you just got to reach out and you know, talk to people that have gone through it really yeah um, Hamish just quickly um, with everything opening up in terms of travel and I'm not talking about you I'm just talking about generally does that give the uh, landlords or homeowners that are renting these places um, how do I put it do they try and take advantage of how much they actually charge in terms of knowing that you know there's going to be more people renting? Yeah, they or do. Not really. Well, yep. they do until it's vacant for a couple of weeks, yep. and they soon realise that um, the rental market is a supply and demand market, and vacancies are killer. Over ten or twenty week, twenty dollars a week extra <laughs> in rent. So um, the key I always say to to my clients is to try and price it right in order to. Um, not let the listing go stale to try and get good inquiry initially and then find a good tenant um, because if you overprice it and you go for that extra 20, 30, 40 bucks you may end up um, in the situation where you still drop down to that uh, that cheaper price but it's been on the market for that much longer and you've had a month or two of vacancy which is, is a bit of a killer, especially as interest rates rise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm just going to read a quick quote here from, from an article in terms of what's happening around the world. So, in a world of more flexibility, we are never, ever going back to the world of 2019. The world is never going back to 2019, and if the world is never going back to 2019, it means the world of travel is not going back to 2019. What this means, we're in a whole new world and are never going back. Travel and living will continue to blur together, and people will increasingly have fewer one-year leaves. 
releases. I love that. And also it goes on to say, fewer people will think travel is something you do one or two nights when what you will see is longer and longer term stays by living nomadically and less feathered. I love that. So I think we've covered enough around the um, travel part and the pros and cons of Airbnb and long-term rentals. Thank you very much for joining us and until next time. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.